How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Now we're going to go out to the hotline and welcome in somebody who can talk from experience. I like when we get guests like this. When it comes to the NCAA, some scandal that has happened in the past and where they are going in the future with the name and likeness payment situation going on. We welcome in Wes Saunders, former uh, South Carolina football player, played in the NFL, Steelers and Colts. Wes, welcome to the show. Appreciate you taking some time on a Saturday. Tom, uh, man, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. All right, first of all, Wes, when you heard about where all this was heading in California and now you've got congressional leaders trying to push through some legislation and it looks like we're on a collision course towards players getting paid in one way or another. What were your first thoughts? Uh, my first thoughts initially was that I was born in the wrong decade. Uh, you know, obviously, <laughs> you know, with, with my issues back in college, you know, what they're what they're allowing players to do now and what they have forthcoming is uh, uh, it, it's big, it's monumental as far as uh, college athletics is concerned. Did you feel that when you were in college and you were a part of this, I mean, we'll, we'll do it for the, the spirit of full disclosure that, you know, you were uh, implicated in all of this at South Carolina. How many of your teammates, or if you don't want to throw your teammates under the bus, how many guys you knew at other schools were taking something? And, and maybe let us know just how drastic some of these benefits were. Uh, well, you know, at, at just, just being honest, you know, every, every, institution had players getting something or another, you know, and they obviously anyone would be lying if they said that they didn't. Uh, however, you know, at, at the time when I was coming up, it was almost uh, like a badge of honor. Uh, you know, if you were able to get to be that good player where people wanted to give things to, you know, because obviously no one really wants to give uh, benefits and all these extra stuff to guys who aren't any good on the field. So, you know, it was kind of uh, the correlation that the better player that you became, the more, mm. you know, good stuff you got off of the field. So it wasn't more, you know, looked at as far as uh, illegal. It was more looked at as, as a goal. Wes, did it present any problems with teammates where some teammates felt, wait a second, my numbers are better than someone who got something and I didn't get something, or uh, did they kind of soldier on? Did that ever cause any problems within the locker room? Oh, no, it, that, that, that's never an issue in the locker room. You know, it's kind of yeah, everyone's there for the same goal. You're, obviously, you're in college and you're in school, but everyone's end goal is to make it to the National Football League. Uh, so, you know, you're around a bunch of guys who, who are there with, with the same like-minded uh, goal. So it, it's kind of like one goal working together. And obviously, if you, you're able to reap a little bit of extra benefits uh, by being good at your craft, then that's always a, an added bonus. I'm loving the honesty, Wes Saunders. It's very rare that you get this level of honesty and, and this perspective, and I think everybody listening from coast to coast, it's going to be fascinating to hear you know, the tentacles of this and actually put a number to it. So when we hear, let, let's say it stops at just name and likeness. Forget about for now that every player is going to get paid at some point by the NCAA. Maybe that happens down the road. But first things first, what they are talking about is name and likeness. When we think about the car dealers, which always get a bad rap in these situations, when we hear about these uh, individuals, what kind of money are we really talking about for a quarterback or a dominant defensive end pass rusher? What numbers are we seriously talking about in some big-time college towns? 
Oh man, you know it's it's been I, I haven't been in college in almost ten years, so I'm sure that number has gone up. But you know, <laughs> uh, if you can imagine, this is these are this is a billion dollar corporation. Uh, we're talking about the NCAA and, and, and college athletics. So you know, uh, the better your team does, or the better players that you have available on your roster, uh, you know, the the more the alumni or the boosters or whoever you want to call them, the more they like to come around. And you know, unfortunately, uh, being that we were you know young, impressionable, twenty twenty one year old kids. Uh, you know, the, the the adults at the time kind of take advantage of how impressionable we are. And, you know, that's no excuse saying, you know, obviously I, I didn't come from a, uh, a bad background. I didn't actually need the money or the quote-unquote benefits that I was accepting. But it was more so uh, the, the, the principle behind the matter and me understanding exactly how much money was floating around and how much of it I was not getting. You know, we would get about $40 a week. Uh, as a stipend, and you know that I couldn't fill my truck up with that. So you know, I I just understood the predicament that we were in at the time. All right, Wes, when you hear such uh, big time NFL luminaries like Richard Sherman say they want to see the NCAA completely blown up, and I present to you the numbers that you know there's 2.9 billion dollars annually given out uh, through scholarships. 150 thousand student athletes get some form of a scholarship, maybe not all full, some partials. Uh, when you hear that. And you were around student-athletes, I'm sure not just football, I'm sure you knew some people that uh, participate in other sports. Do you think the NCAA would serve everybody well to just have the whole system blow up? Uh, well, you know, I'm a little biased, so I can't really. <laughs> if I answer that, it would just sound like I'm angry. Uh, but but in my dealings personally with the NCAA, uh, it is an institution where I really didn't quite understand um, what what their purpose served, you know, it, it, once the allegations came down upon me, um, you know, I didn't know that the NCAA really comes in and kind of suggests to the school uh, what actions they should, they should take. And, you know, the school, it's upon them to kind of uh, make the final decision. So, you know, NCAA just kind of like that, that mean big brother sometimes that's, that's, that's taking all the money and I'm not understanding exactly what their, their role uh, serves at this point and at this juncture because we're, we're at a crossroads, we're at a turning point in society as a whole. Wes Saunders joining us right now on the hotline. Uh, how do you think this will look going forward? Like, do you think every student athlete who has a chance to make some money and benefit from their likeness should hire an agent uh, if they made that permissible with the NCAA? Do you, do you think there need to be some outside agencies that handle you know, the, the changing, uh, the, the money changing hands in these situations? Because right now we, have, uh, we, we just hear people talking about what this could look like. I'm not hearing what it actually will look like. Right, and I think you know it's it's so new to all of us that no no one knows exactly what it'll look like. But the only thing I'm excited about is that change is coming because you know I've been so frustrated for so many years beating myself up about you know missing my my senior year of college uh, due to NCAA violations. When in the real world that's not a violation at all. You know I didn't break any laws. I didn't go to jail. But to the NCAA, you accepting anything outside of what they say you can accept is illegal. I think that's just a bit far fetched. You know that's a bit of a stretch, especially for kids where you know know what their background is you don't know what they're coming from and, and genuinely there are nice people in the world who want to do things for people and uh you know saying that you, a kid can't take that simply because they, they play a sport uh you know that's just kind of backwards uh old, old school mentality thinking so i'm just excited that we're on a new horizon and that uh they're, they're, they're implementing new changes now i have said from a fan perspective and that, that i do not i don't begrudge student athletes being able to now earn money based on their merits. And I think it's, it's been a long time coming. I've actually evolved on this subject. I know probably a little bit later than most. But I also know that like college basketball, which was my, one of my first loves, 
it doesn't have that connection anymore like it used to in a lot of areas of the country. It almost seems like minor league basketball. It almost seems like like players who are mercenaries. They come to your program for one year. You never see them again. They don't really share in that love of the university or that college campus. What will it look like if this is the case in college football and this becomes something that takes over the world of college football? Do you think college football is a minor league feeder is something that will still be as popular 20 years from now as it is right now? Uh, that's a great question, but i tell you what, it, it's kind of reminded me of, uh, it's just, we're, I, we're speaking honestly now, it's a, a bunch of young kids who are understanding their power and their potential. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, for, for so long it's been, you know, shut up and play this game, but now it's kind of, you know, with, with, the vast amount of information that we have at our disposal, you know, a lot of kids, a lot of guys are understanding the positions that they're in and that they have a lot, a little more leverage than they're led to, uh, to believe. And uh, that's exciting on all fronts, uh, especially because, you know, like you said, I, w- I was in school. I had a, a 1988 Jeep Grand Wagoneer that would break down on me all the time. <laughs> you know, I would I would notice that the coaches would get uh, new cars from the dealership every every two or three months or so. You know, just you know, the, 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 it was just it was an influx of money, and because uh, they got to uh, come so, find you, they got to find guys as good as you, Wesley. <laughs> you know, so that, that was the coaches. That was the coaches. You know, so I was I was understanding the establishment was making uh, hand over fist over fist. Uh, mm-hmm. Money and you know not and of course they was trying to say that you know we're being paid with an education which is true uh, but you know I I totally being in on the inside looking out uh, you kind of understand what these players are really dealing with and what these actual real life stories uh, have to do with so you know I'm, I'm just excited to see what the new changes will bring. All right, you got to tell us about that old uh, that old ball coach Steve Spurrier. I was watching him. You know, he's interviewed on uh, game day today because obviously they're down at the swamp in in Florida. You got to have something on Steve Spurrier because he's one of the eccentric college football figures in like modern day history. Oh man, Coach Spurrier, he's one of the greatest football minds I've ever been around. You know, we had we had a lot of fun. He recruited me to the University of South Carolina. We had you know one of the best recruiting classes in history uh, simply because Coach Spurrier. Uh, uh, you know, enticed us to come down there and be big fish in a little pond, so to speak. And, uh, you know, it, it's it's too many stories to name about Coach Spurrier, man. But, you know, just being around a guy like that uh, is, is always a joy. And, of course, you know, we were able to do some things at the program uh, and uplift uh, uplift the program and, and, and do some things around there that uh, people are really excited about in Columbia. And I was, I'm, I'm glad I got a chance to, <laughs> to be around Coach Spurrier in the game. All right, very cool. I want to ask you uh, briefly about the NFL, and I saw you on social media talking about Vontez Burfecht, the hit. It turns out he had a couple of hits uh, over the weekend that led to his dismissal from the NFL for the rest of the year. He, of course, is appealing that. Uh, it kind of seemed like you thought, hey, this is this is what football is all about. These hits are going to happen, even if it is someone like that who has a reputation. Do you think you should get kicked out of the league for laying down hits such as those? Uh, well, you know, my thoughts on the justice uh, reform in the in the National Football League are kind of different because I'm not sure uh, what they base their judgments off of. Uh, but you know, I grew up, you know, watching the old time football uh, films of you know uh, Joe Green and, and Jack Lambert and all these these older players and you know the, uh, the the old Vikings teams and defenses where they played very aggressively. Sometimes, you know, one might call it nasty. Uh, I was excited. I was always excited to play against those kind of players because I knew my talent would override any kind of dirty hits or cheap shots they would try to take. And I know 
uh, that would frustrate a player like that more so than anything else. So, you know, I'm not, not sure about the suspension aspect of it uh, because I can't speak on that. You know, Mr. Mr. Goodell and the NFL, they have their own set of rules and legislation and all that. But uh, as, as far as the game is, is played, uh, I don't care who I'm playing against, you know, Devontae's or any guys like that, I enjoy playing uh, regardless. Now, I know you were involved in the ill-fated AAF Football League. First of all, did you get paid? Do you mind if I ask you? Did you even get paid? Did you get all the money that was owed to you? <laughs> Uh, yeah, we, we got paid uh, up until, you know, uh, the, uh, the dismantling of the league, up until week eight. Uh, yeah, our, our checks were cleared up until then. But, you know, it was, it was a great opportunity for a lot of guys. Uh, obviously, it didn't end the way we wanted it to. But uh, for guys like myself especially, it, it definitely proved that I still have what it takes to play in the National Football League uh, to put myself up against the other competition to see see exactly where I stood, you know, whether it was time to, you know, give it up, like you know some people were saying, or if I still had a lot left in the tank. And, uh Thankfully, it proved to be the latter. So how does someone like you get back into the NFL when it seems like those doors have been closed? Uh, well, you know, you just got to keep trying. You know, I've been reaching out to everyone that I can. Uh, as far as getting back on the field, I'm representing myself now as my own agent, which seems to be working a lot better because, you know, obviously who can represent yourself better than you? Uh, so, you know, uh, I, I know the NFL, like any other corporation, is all about who you know. So, you know, I'm trying to stay on the ears and the minds of people, uh, you know, posting videos, you know, I hope maybe might even play in the XFL if I need to in order to show that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a top-tier talent in this league. And, uh, you know, I deserve to, to be on that field uh, with other A-list players. Uh, but, you know, unfortunately, like my Coach Tomlin would, would tell us uh, my first year in Pittsburgh, you know, be who you can afford to be. And, unfortunately, you know, I, I got in trouble uh, earlier in my career before I could show the world that, you know, I was a – certain kind of caliber players. So, you know, I wasn't afforded certain chances that other players get. So uh, I totally understand the predicament that I put myself in. So right now it's just all about uh, perseverance and, you know, keep knocking at the door. If you knock long enough and hard enough at the door, surely you're waking someone. All right, lastly, lastly, great thoughts. Uh, love, love every part of this interview so far. We've got to get this on the podcast because people are going to love to hear this. Uh, you mentioned Mike Tomlin. Yes, there are sir. people that think he's going to lose his job at the end of the year. How good of a coach is he? Because people in Pittsburgh seem to be bailing on Mike Tomlin, a guy who's got a Super Bowl championship with them. Uh, well, you know, unfortunately, it's kind of one of those situations where you don't know what you got until it's gone. So, you know, they can keep they can keep talking that. And, you know, obviously they have their own feelings because that's an organization that loves winning. They're built on winning. Uh, but as far as coaches are concerned, as far as having this, uh, an organization intact, uh, Coach Tom is one of the best I've ever seen. You know, you can kind of see that once players leave the organization that it might not be the same as when they were there. Uh, you know, I, I, was, I, I think I messed up a great opportunity in Pittsburgh, you know, as far as uh, uh, being the predecessor to, to Heath Miller. Uh, but, you know, uh, Coach Tomlin, one of the greatest football minds I've been around, and uh, he, he has a hand on that team. He, he's a staple in that locker room. And I, I don't think those – I think they're just a little upset and angry right now, but I don't think they want to see him go seriously. All right, Wes, you hear that NFL teams. He's repping himself, although I think we might need to get you an agent just for some media opportunities. That was great stuff. Wes, I appreciate it. Let's do this again. Hey, thank you. Anytime, man. I appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.